Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Literally, his arm was off of Kanye before the video was over. See, you got to look at the body language. You got to really assess. What's up? What's going on? Good morning or good night or afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX. And here's where we keep you updated on everything that goes down in hip hop music culture. I'm one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A-Dub. Today is Wednesday and we have nothing but salaciousness and negativity for you. So buckle up, okay? <laughs> Wait, do we have anything positive today? Uh... No, we don't. <laughs> we don't. It's okay, okay, though, because tomorrow's a new day. But today, Irv Gotti is dissing Ashanti over re-recording her albums that he owns the masters to. T-Pain is calling Usher out for being a liar. Danny Lay is charged with assaulting the baby. And hold on, we do have one positive thing. Drake and Kanye West have finally ended the beef. Allegedly. I'm going to whisper that part, though. But before we get into all of that, make sure you follow the podcast. Hit that follow button right now. We work hard to provide you the daily news. And all we ask in return is a little follow. That's all. Thank you. Now, let's get down to it. All right, let's start with Irv Gotti and his beef or issue with Ashanti right now. Yes, so what's going on with Irv Gotti and Ashanti is Ashanti went on the Angie Martinez show and she was saying how, um, well, she said this earlier this year that she announced that she's re-recording her first studio LP so she could own her masters. So big ups to her, but... In this case, Herb Gotti is also saying that, you know, if she re-records her LP, then it's kind of like fans can decide which album to stream. And if they decide to stream Ashanti's version, then basically he doesn't get any of that streaming money off of his version, if that makes sense. Right. So he's saying that she's trying to take money out of his pocket, take food off his table. But Irv Gotti, you're doing the same thing to her by not giving her a bigger piece of these masters. Now, I get she signed it over or whenever y'all did the splits or whatever, you owned it. So that's you. But if she wants to put food on her table and eat off records that she wrote and she sung and she did the work on just as much work as you, then why shouldn't she be able to do that? If she can't go through you, she got to go around you. No? Exactly. I thought Murder Inc. was a family. What happened? (laughs) I guess it ain't that big of a nice family, so. (laughs) So, yeah. Irv Gotti basically said, I own all those great Ashanti albums, Angie. I own the Masters, and I produced all those great Ashanti albums. So I also own a good portion of the publishing. What she is trying to do is re-record all of those great records and put them out on her label. Mm. Mm. 
and she is legally allowed to do this. This is how a lot of people get around not owning their masters. They just re-record the songs. I believe Taylor Swift did the same thing a few years back with some of her biggest songs because she couldn't own her masters. I think Scooter Braun might still be holding Taylor Swift's masters hostage. I don't know. (laughs) But either way, the point is, these artists are smartening up. They want a bigger piece of the pie for the work that they're putting in. It's not like they're not putting in the work and they want all of the reward for it. Like, no, they're putting in this work. So they want to be able to live off of these classic songs. Like, how many times do we play these same old Ashanti songs from (laughs) 10 years ago? They're on the Millennium, well, she was on the Millennium Tour just recently. So it's just like, (laughs) this is timeless music. Yeah, the person that made it is going to want a piece of it. I don't see how you can take issue with that. Yeah, if you have an issue with that, I think that's just you being greedy. So clearly Irv Gotti is being greedy. And I doubt that he's relying only on Ashanti's songs for him to live and be comfortable. So like he has other ventures, clearly. So for him to be kind of like worried about Ashanti's pockets and what Ashanti doing, it's kind of like, bro, you got you probably got money from everywhere. Let Ashanti have her own money, you know? Oh, yeah. Irv Gotti not hurting for the bag now. Irv Gotti got so many different things going on. The other artists on Murder, Inc.'s catalog. You got to think Ja Rule. He owns some of Ja Rule's music. Like, he's definitely not hurting for the bread. He's got tells, the show coming back. So it's not about that. But, well, it is about that. But the value of Ashanti's catalog is really what it is. There's value in that. Those songs are still played to this day. So I see why he wants to hold on to his huge portion of it. It's like you can give her a little something, something. Because I bet if he would have said, all right, I'll give you or I'll let you buy back this percentage of the masters, I bet you Ashanti would not be doing this, would not be re-recording these songs if she got a bigger piece. Exactly. But yeah, let's go on to T-Pain and his gripe with Usher. Now, you remember we reported on this a while back. T-Pain basically said that Usher started a four-year depression for him just based off of a remark that Usher told T-Pain on a plane when they were on a flight together, which was basically that T-Pain ruined music and he was messing it up for real singers. This made T-Pain depressed. He stopped doing music for a while. Usher never knew this until recently an interview came out and T-Pain was speaking on it. And apparently T-Pain and Usher spoke after this via text, according to T-Pain, right? Yeah, kind of. So according again to the Angie Martinez show, she's just getting all the scoop lately. He uh, was saying how when Usher's interview came out saying that he did text T-Pain or he was going to talk to him. T-Pain is now saying that that never happened. So he hasn't heard from Usher since that whole thing come about, about T-Pain being depressed of what Usher said. So that's the issue right now is T-Pain said that Usher never reached out to him to apologize or talk about anything. Yes, he said he reached out to Usher. Usher said, let's talk, let's not text. Because T-Pain said he texted Usher. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to have a conversation. Conversation never happened. Usher didn't initiate the talk. And then T-Pain said he saw the news come out where Usher said that they were back cool and they patched everything up. And he's like, nah, that never happened. (laughs) Like, I reached out to you. You said, let's have a conversation. The conversation wasn't had. And then next thing I know, you said, we cool. Like, how does that work? Right. So, yeah, basically he was like, Usher capping. Usher lied about that. Angie Martinez was super shocked. She's like, nah, man, don't tell me that's the case. She's like, come on, Usher. So hopefully T-Pain and Usher really do have this conversation at some point. Come on now. You can't do him like that, Usher. After four years of depression, You at least got to talk to the man. 
Right. That's the least you can do is just talk to him. Right. Now, speaking of talking, um, I don't know if there's going to be much more talking between Danny Lay and the baby because she has been charged with assault following all of this drama that we saw play out on Instagram Live the other day. Yes. Yeah, so we've been talking about the baby and Danny Lay all week now, but I think this may be the last little bit because, like you said, Danny Lay did get charged with assaulting the baby. This happened when, you know, he said that he did call the police on her to get out of the house. And it looks like um, when the police were kept coming back to the baby's condo and doing an investigation about everything, they are saying that um, they had enough evidence to actually charge Danny Lay with two misdemeanors. So mm. that is what's going on with Danny Lay. She's actually been charged now. And people are like, oh, that makes sense why the baby was recording to, you know, kind of show that like he didn't do anything or like he didn't hit her or right. stuff like that. Danny Lay tried to come back with something. That makes sense. I'm all for the recording of everything and the documentation. I just don't feel like we had to see that documentation, but we <laughs> spoke about that on the previous two episodes. So you can definitely go back and listen to those. Now, a rep from the Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department did make a statement about this. He said, as a result of the investigation, Curiel, which is Danny Lay, her name is Danielle Curiel, was served with a criminal summons for simple assault. Officers obtained additional information that led them to charge Curiel with the second count of simple assault from the incident on November 14th. I didn't realize the baby called the cops on her twice. I thought it was just that first time, but apparently um, after reading this statement, we learned that he did call the cops multiple times. So yeah, we will see this duked out in court too at the same time, I guess. Even though in his statement, he said he didn't want to press charges or he didn't want charges filed. I guess he changed his mind on that and now they are. Yeah, so like you said, we'll see what happens with that because Danny Lay got to either fight it or go ahead and just go to court with it and what they're going to do with the baby. It's a whole debacle at this point. It really is. I really, really hope the best for them. I hope this gets resolved outside of court peacefully. I'm not sure how likely that is to happen. Hopefully after everybody has some time to cool down and time to really assess the fact that there is a newborn child in all the middle of all of this hopefully both sides can just be like, all right, I get the baby this day through this day. You get the baby that day through that day. And let that be that because all of this is just, it's a lot to be going through, especially when you have just had a baby. So, you know, I feel for them. I just hope they resolve it peacefully. Mm -hmm. All right. Lastly, let's get to the positive story of today, depending on whether or not you buy the story. Yeah. So Drake and Kanye West have officially ended their long-standing beef. Are we here for the peacemaking? We're here for the peacemaking. I'm here for the peacemaking. Are you? I am. If it's genuine. Yes. So, you know, Kanye and Drake have been going back and forth for years now at this point. Several different disses traded over songs. I mean, the latest, what Kanye just literally released the Drake diss with Andre 3000 a day or two ago. Drake had the diss towards Kanye, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, on his album, Certified Lover Boy, which recently came out. So they've been going back and forth for a while. Kanye, Pusha T were allegedly in cahoots, and that's how Pusha T found out Drake was having a baby and put it out there to the world and ruined his Adidas campaign rollout and all of these things that allegedly went down between Drake and Kanye. 
But recently, Kanye West did meet up with Jay Prince at a church in Texas, nonetheless. And I don't know what Kanye West and Jay Prince spoke about. But after that conversation, we saw a photo of Kanye and Jay Prince. And they said they were working together to try and free Larry Hoover. And that's why Kanye and Drake should be cool again. So they can free Larry Hoover. I just, <laughs> this, this sequence of events is just so bizarre to me. So now, next thing you know, we see a photo of Jay Prince, Kanye West, and Drake, all three of them together. And I'm just like, okay, so is this like when your parents make you and your sibling be cool again? What is this about? Is this business? Does Jay Prince have business with Kanye West? And now he wants Drake and Kanye to be cool because there's money to be made here. Like, what is the what what is the glue that brought this together? I would I'm so curious to know. Yeah, I'm interested in that, too, because we've seen a lot of Kanye, like, reaching out. And, like, he said it in the podcast and, you know, being with um, Jay Prince. And But it looks like from social media last night, they were all at this Dave Chappelle stand-up set. And it may have been last night or Monday, but we just saw it last night. And Drake and Kanye West were there. And then Kanye West had posted a video with Drake, like, them kind of buddy-buddy, you know, selfie style in the video. Drake, like, put his arm around Kanye West. It looks very friendly, in my opinion, so. It, it looked like Drake said, I, I'm gonna put my arm around you for two seconds in this video. Literally, his arm was off of Kanye before the video was over. See, you gotta look at the body language. You gotta really assess. Even in the photo with Drake, Jay Prince, and Kanye, like, they're all three apart. It was giving very social distancing. Like, when you see Drake's dealings with other people that he's really cool with versus how it looked with Kanye, it didn't look like there was bad vibes or malicious intent there, but it just looked like, all right, you know how when you just get back cool with somebody, you still really don't trust them yet? Like, all right, we can be cool, but I still got my eye on you. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, I can see that too, because considering everything that's happened with them, like Kanye is the reason why we do know about Adonis, Drake's baby. So I'd be kind of like, you really going to out me and my son like that? I don't know, but we cool. I guess. But Kanye, I, I believe the story was that Kanye did not know that telling Pusha T about Drake's baby would be an issue. And I couldn't believe that, to be honest. Kanye seems very much in his own world, very much like just worried about whatever Kanye has going on. So I can believe that. But either way, I'm just curious to see if this is going to stay patched up because they've tried the peacemaking thing in the past. Even on the Certified Lover Boy record, Drake spoke on that. Like, why are we doing all the peacemaking and the meetings if we're just going to be right back where we were before? And that's mm-hmm. happened a few times, actually. So, you know, Drake is always one to be cool again and patch things up and give an olive branch. But this time, it just looked very much like... I don't want to say Jay Prince forced it, but it looked very, very heavily Jay Prince influenced. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, Drake and Jay Prince's relationship. So if Jay Prince implored Drake to mend things with Kanye or Kanye to mend things with Drake, then I can see that being the reason, probably the sole reason why it happened. Yeah, now that you put it like that, Asia, I, I see what you're saying. And now my whole my whole mind is switched up because I'm like, huh, maybe there is some ulterior motives or he has to be like cautious about something when I was hoping for a nice happy kumbaya moment but you know what you got to be real in this game (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you man I've seen it you got to watch the body language you got to watch the eyes and you got to assess the facts behind the situation 
we've seen Drake get really cool with people again. This one looked like a, all right, we just got back cool, but I'm watching you. So I'm here for it. I'm happy. I really would hope that their relationship does get back to a great place, even a place where we can get some music from both of them again. Mm-hmm. I hope for that. Do I think it's likely? I don't know yet. Time will tell. We shall see. But for now, we're going to celebrate the fact of, you know, the two black men making peace, two influential, two of the most powerful in the music business, making peace, getting back together and, you know, doing it for the culture. We're going to make some noise for that. And on that note, that is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms, wherever you're listening to us at right now. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok at Hip Hop DX. Yes, you can follow us too as well. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A Dub on everything too. And we'll see you tomorrow with more daily news. Yeah.